Welcome to the Men's Bible Study Podcast, a ministry of Sheridan House. We continue today in the series, So We Would Know, a study through the Gospel of John. If you missed any part of this series, you can find it and others online at sheridanhouse.org slash mbs. Uh, when I was in college, when I was an undergraduate, uh, still I didn't stay in Knoxville when I was an undergraduate. I went home to Washington, D.C. every summer and and pumped gas, pumped, did what I did uh, my senior year of high school. I loved pumping gas. It was so much fun and washing windshields and harassing people uh, as they would come in. And I was on the main road heading into Washington, D.C., so all everybody from my high school came by and harassed me. And uh, there were there were three other guys doing the night shift with, with, me, with me. He let me do the day and the night to make extra money. And they were all uh, what they referred to as short timers. Uh, they'd been to Vietnam, they were all Marines, they'd come back, and they had three, four, five, six months when they came back, and so they were Pentagon guards or whatever guards, but then they, they'd come out to the gas station and uh, work the night shift, and uh, Mr. Bennett had been a Marine himself, the owner of the of the block, as it turns out, and so he loved hiring these guys and really took care of them. And they would come in, uh, I'd be there at six, they'd come in from the, uh, from the PX uh, with all this massive amount of food uh, every night, and we'd bring, the, we'd bring the lifts up to a table size, and we'd put the food there, and we'd just hang out and eat, and then I'd hear the stories. And I'd, I'd be crying almost every night. And David McKissick was a Congressional Medal of Honor winner, and I remember asking, um, him, what, what, did, what did you do? And he, he basically wouldn't tell me, but Harley, Harley told me later on, he uh, actually was a sergeant over there, and we were going through a river, and Harley happened to be with him, and as we were going through a river, the, uh, the Viet Cong were picking us off, and two guys got shot, and David went back in and dragged both of them, one at a time out, and, and saved both of their lives. And he went on and on and on, I thought, this is unbelievable. We're kind of looking at that today. It's in John 17, 19. Remember that this is the real Lord's Prayer. The other prayer that we call the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, that's the model prayer that he gave. When you pray, pray like this. It literally says, but the Lord out loud does this prayer. When he finishes this prayer, and eventually we'll get there, he goes to the garden to die. He goes to the garden to be around. He knows where he's going. He knows everything. And so in John 17, 19, it begins like this. He, he says, and I give myself entirely to you so they also might be entirely yours. You know, we fail to count the cost. We fail to count the cost. I remember reading an article on uh, the, the movie about Jesus and, and the crucifixion scene uh, maybe 10 plus years ago, and, the, and the, the crucifixion scene and the beating scenes were different for the European model than ours. We, they said the Americans couldn't take the blood, and so they had to tone it down a little bit. Passion of the Christ. They had to tone it down as far as what it really looked like. I give myself entirely to you. I give myself entirely to you. So they also might be entirely yours. I think even for us, we kind of have this image of self-made man. Kind of have this image of deserve. I've reached the point I deserve. No, you deserve hell. You deserve hell. That's what you deserve. In Deuteronomy 6.10, it says this, The Lord your God will soon bring you into the land he swore to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It 
is a land filled with large, prosperous cities that you did not build, that you did not build. The houses will be richly stocked with goods you did not produce. You will draw water from cisterns you did not dig. You will eat from vineyards and olive trees you did not plant. And when you have eaten your fill in this land, be careful not to forget the Lord who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. You know, I I think that one of the reasons that Jesus let, in a teeny way, sure now suffer for 10 years in that little house in Hollywood is so that I would never forget and never forget and never forget and never forget. I'm pulling up on the property this morning at 5 and seeing all those lanterns lit up that I told Rick Hornsby, don't put those lanterns. How much are they? 1,700 lanterns. Don't do it. How many do we need? 98. Don't do it. And then all of a sudden he bought them all and put them up. And he's freaking me out. But it's a reminder to get to Sheridan House early in the morning and work a little bit and have to deal with those lanterns that we did not buy. And on and on and on and on. Have to sit with staff last Thursday and said, you are now required to take groceries home. You have no options, folks. There's vegetables and fruit and beef. You are now, and they're all laughing. They're all a little hesitant to take them because Trader Joe's is giving us too much and we don't want to throw anything out. But you are now requiring and watching all the, all the women. There's 20 women and 20 men who have to do the cooking and watching them in there laughing after the single moms have gotten their stuff. You're now requiring. And for me, wow. We did not get. We did not purchase. We did not. You did not. You did not. But sometimes I think he lets us go through some stuff so you do not forget. Yeah, number one, on your outline, the price to get you where you are today has in every way been paid, been paid by those who have gone before you in this great country. I mean, education for all, food that I didn't pick or grow, medicines that I take for granted, my home, we were laughing about law enforcement, and, and um, several of the churches I've been in, have, law enforcement has been huge, several of the interims, and law enforcement at Flamingo Church ran it. They were amazing, and they ran the soundboard for all the services, uh, and I was so nasty to them uh, with, the, with the microphone, and they do things to my microphone during my announcements, and it would be hilarious. Um, but uh, we, we got back, and we got a little house in Hollywood, hills that I loved, um, and we were considering moving Rosemary's parents in, and uh, Rosemary's pregnant, and this was a teeny house, like 9,000 square feet, which to me was awesome. I loved that house. Um, But they called me one day to say that we've taken down a house in Rock Creek, and I'm listening, and that's nice, okay. Uh, I knew Rock Creek. It was across the street from Flamingo, and uh, they said, would you like to come look at it? And I said, what does that mean? And they said, well, you know, it's going, going to be sold, and there's a realtor selling it, and uh, um, is there anything we can do to help to connect you with the realtor? And I said, tell me about this house. And they said, well, it's 2,000 square feet on the water with a pool. And I said, thank you very much. And, and Rosemary's listened, land, landline days, and she, and she asked for the phone, and they loved Rosemary. I don't know what that is. They messed with me and loved Rosemary and kept special parking space for her, and I'm out in the field every Sunday somewhere. And uh, it was hilarious. And so she went out and she said, Bob, they think this will work. And I, 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 I'm looking at her. Uh, this, is, this August will be 30 years in that house. 
that I really couldn't afford. I don't know how, how did, well, Bob, just as long as you remember that you couldn't afford. Just as long as you remember you furnished it. And every now and then she'll change the piece, but we furnished it from a thrift shop. And it was awesome. You know, just remember, Bob. Just remember. Don't forget. Yeah, what it cost. I, he says, and I give myself entirely to you so they also might be entirely yours. This whole thing, it's even bigger than these guys. It's absolutely him. All that you have, him. All that you're going to have. All that you're going to have. Yeah, I, this whole rescue, I've been rescued. I've been rescued by the God of the universe. It's called adoption. And if any of you have adopted, you know adoption is expensive. John Ellsworth adopted his babies from, from uh, not from China, but the island. And wow, the expense. And we all chipped in to help. Your adoption, number two, your adoption cost God everything. I can't imagine. I can't imagine the conflict in heaven. I can't imagine the day Jesus got up, took off his crown and took off his robe and says, I'm going. And I can't imagine. Revelation says 200 million angels. Angels are warriors. They're not the fat little doughboys on, on Valentine's cards. They're warriors with weapons. I can't imagine the angels coming to attention. Let's bring it. And Jesus said, sit down. It's not this time. And God's saying, Gabriel, stop. And how they must have wept. You can't go. You can't go without us. They won't receive you. It's evil down there. And he goes, and it's right. And they have to run to Egypt. And, and can't you imagine the angels looking down at the throne of God? When do we go? When do we go? When do we go? No. You're not going to protect him. He went to get them to be the Passover lamb, to pay the price, to give it all, to give it all. I cannot imagine the, the screaming and the wailing after this prayer when they beat him and beat him and beat him and put him on that cross for me. And what does he say? Father, kill him. Father, forgive Bob. Forgive him. They don't know what they're doing. Your adoption that was planned from the beginning, and Paul reminds us from prison in Philippians 2, 5, your attitude should be the same that Christ Jesus had. Bob, your attitude should be the same that Christ Jesus had. So we're picking up groceries every day now. Weir is a little loose. Sheridan House is picking up groceries every day now, and it's in twos in the box truck that was given to us the day before we needed it. Uh, to pick up groceries every day. And one of our new staff, it's kind of interesting, and he felt incredibly guilty asking me this. He said, can I get a cup of coffee with you? And he's right out of graduate school. And uh, he said, I, they were telling me you used to pick up the groceries here. And I said, yeah, I did. And he said, uh, did you? And I, and I knew where he was going that he didn't know how to say. Did, I said, did I have a bad attitude about picking up groceries? I said, here's the irony. I was picking up groceries in the morning and two nights a week teaching at FAU. And I remember driving, picking up groceries on Monday morning, mornings at 6 a.m. 
and then the single mom comes for gro groceries, and then more single moms come for groceries, and I don't know how to stop them because we're going to run out of groceries. And Publix calls and says, you're, you're doing Mondays at uh, Sheridan Street. Would you mind, uh, we, we want to give you the opportunity to do uh, Wednesday mornings at 6 a.m. at the Davie Boulevard uh, uh, Publix. And I, I, and I, aren't we great as Christians? I was, oh, that'd be great. Thank you. And then I remember thinking, are you kidding? I'm grocery man now. And then, and then it gets it gets even more hilarious. Public, I mean, uh, Honey Baked Hams in uh, Pompano Beach calls and said, we've got a massive amount of hams. It was right after Easter. Can you come pick them up? Uh, uh, yes. So Thursday morning, I drive up to Honey Baked Hams, close to 200 hams uh, that people didn't get. So many hams, I'm driving back past a canal, and there are two ladies, older ladies, cane pole fishing, and I stop the truck, and I come and try to bring them each. Can I give you each two hams? And they're backing away from me like I'm out of some institution. And I said, look, these are brand new honey baked hams, spiral cut, I'm going to put them right here. And it's so funny because Rosemary got a spiral cut honey baked ham for Easter. And we're afterwards, and she said, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't like the ham, did you? It was nostalgic in a bad way. I mean, you remember when you and I were eating ham almost every other night, and she said, yeah, it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it was like, wow. And it's like our, our, our attitude, Bob, your attitude should be the same that Christ Jesus had, though he was God. He did not demand and cling to his rights as God. He made himself nothing. He took the humble position of a slave and appeared in human form. And in human form, he obediently humbled himself even further by dying a criminal's death on a cross while they're yelling at him, while they're making fun of him. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Christ gave up everything. I mean, he's hours away from the most humiliating, excruciating, incredible sacrifice in the history of man. And he says, and I give myself entirely to you. I give myself entirely to you. I know where this is going, Lord. I give myself entirely to you. So they also might be entirely yours. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to complete the plan. I'm ready to complete the plan. And that moment when the earth goes dark is the only moment in, in the history since before the universe that Jesus and God are separated. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I've never known not having a relationship, not hearing your voice. It's because he had my sins. He was wearing my sins. And the earth couldn't even take it. Can I just say, all the things that happened, how did these people miss this? All the things that happened. And the two centurions that are at the grave when the stone is blown away and an angel is kind of sitting on the stone, they pass out, they faint, they faint, and they go and tell what happened and take a bribe from the religious leaders to say that his disciples came and took his body so that they could say he was resurrected. How do, how do you take a bribe after what you've seen? Can I say, if you're looking, if you're looking, he's all around you in the things he's doing and the things that are happening, where we go, wow, that was random. Wow, what a coincidence. Wow, really lucky. No, wow. Yeah, I give myself entirely to you. The ESV translates that. And for their sake, I consecrate myself. 
that they may also be sanctified in truth. Verse 20 says, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for those who will ever believe in me because of their testimony. This is us. This is us. Jesus prayed for us. Yeah, facing the cross, it would be just ours. I give myself to you, Lord. Yeah, not Pilate's hands, not Herod's hands, not the Pharisees' hands, to you, to you. So that in the future, as these disciples finally get it and go out all over the place, Ethiopia, India, these guys who were doubters initially, walking all over the place, all of them executed but one. And the only one that was not executed, Jesus looks down from the cross and says to John and Mary, woman, behold your son. John, behold your mother. In other words, John, take care of her. Are you kidding? He had time for that. He knows what's going on. Yeah, I, I, my prayer is for all of them, Lord. I think for me, the bottom line here is he knew that, he knew that God had the results in hand. God had the results in hand. And in our life and the things we do, God's got the results. Your job is to do your job, but God's got the results. And I, I think the greats in the Bible, they weren't great. God was great in their life. Moses, I mean, what did he do? He's following a pillar of smoke and a pillar of fire. Then he decides to write and writes the first five books of the Bible. Wow. Abraham, what did he build? He didn't build anything. He lived in a tent. But he trusted God. Yeah, Joseph trusted God for his sexual needs. That, to me, that, that was just huge. Trusted God. How could I do such a thing and sin against God and sleep with her? Yeah. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me because of their testimony. My prayer, verse 21, my prayer for all of them, which includes us, is that they may be one, just as you and I are one. Father, that just as you are in me and I am in you, so they will be in us, and the world will believe you sent me. Number three on your outline. The results of your attempts to live for God are totally in God's more than capable hands. Totally in God's more than capable hands. After Hurricane Irma, watching um, my two neighbors, got two brand new neighbors. I, I, I burned through neighbors quickly. I don't know what that's all about. People move and then leave me. But I got a, I got a widow in, in her mid-80s and a lady who's uh, bought the house a while ago, lives in Michigan and getting ready uh, as her husband uh, retires from the, fire, from the police department. They're moving down. And when it hit, uh, and I, we're all piling trees out on our front swell, and uh, a friend came by to make sure I was okay, and he's in the landscape business. And I said, uh, and, and the, the older lady, all of our front lawns were shot from the trees. And he comes by and he says, uh, can I do this? And I said, can you do what? Uh, can I get you some sod and, and do this? And I said, well, you know I can do sod. And uh, he said, would, would you just let me do this? And I said, okay, but I, I, this is obnoxious. And he knew. He said, yeah, you want me to do theirs also. And I said, yeah, I'll pay for theirs. I just, they're brand new here. And, they, I, and the one from Michigan's heard a lot of bad stuff about South Florida. She's also already wondering. She's the, one, she's the one that said to me, do South Florida cars not have turn indicators? <laughs> she said, it's bizarre here. Yeah, I said, well, get used to it. We're a little different here. But watching them now be different because this friend of mine put sod on their lawn and took care of it. We're called to be sacrificially different. 
and watching the little old lady next door. She couldn't take it. She could not take it. She's watching him push the sod down. And she said, I need to pay you. And he says, I don't want anything. And she hands him a $20 bill and says, you put this in your offering plate. And so, uh, so somehow she knew. I don't know how she knew, but it was awesome. Yeah. I have given them the glory you gave me, verse 17, speaking of glory, that they may be one as we are one. The glory that you gave me, ESV, I have given them. The, the cool part here is, number four, in this prayer, Jesus defines the proper giving of glory. The proper giving of glory. Letter A. He gave, he gave his glory to God. What does that mean? Constantly pointing, constantly pointing, constantly pointing our job. Whenever anything cool happens in your life, or, or a triumph happens in your life, or anything happens in your life, glory to God. No, I didn't do that. That's all God. Glory to God. And here's the interesting thing. The more glory you give God, the more he can trust you with glorious things. The more glory you give God, the more you use it to point. The more you use it to point. Ironically, the more he can trust you. Yeah, totally point people towards the answer to life's journey. It's, it's, it's very, very sad to me because last week, um, April and May are the hardest times in, in residential care. You're, about, you're, you're exhausted. And there have been many Mays where I had said to Rosemary in the past, uh, if somebody would offer me a job, I'm done. Uh, because the boys are getting tired of school and we're having them home more and more and they're cutting more and more lawn and we're trying to keep them jacked to get to stay pumped, and I get it. I remember being tired of school in April and May, um, which is why I didn't get out till I was 19 of high school, but I, I get it. So watching, watching that, that and uh, everybody a, a, a little bit exhausted and pointing and pointing and watching God do really cool, sweet things. But I had, I, about 15 years ago, Florida Baptist Children's Home came to talk to me about considering... Um, running charter, I, whatever they were offering, offering me something to do in, in the home office in Lakeland. And I almost went, and I almost went for this reason. And I, I remember meeting with them, and they were uh, 80% government funded. And there was just something wrong about that. And we dropped our government funding in 1974, the year I arrived. If Jesus wants us here, he can take care of us. And so they asked for a meeting, and they came, and we're talking. And they said, well, tell me about what you're doing. Well, we're done. I said, what do you mean you're done? We're done. Florida Baptist Children's Home is done. And I'm looking at the director, and I said to her, what does that mean? I mean, done in Miami? Uh, no, Miami, Lakeland, Jacksonville, Tallahassee. The government pulled the funding. Wow. We're looking how to retool, maybe single moms like you do or something. We've got all this property and all these huge buildings. Wow. But see, when the government funds it, glory to government. Glory to God. Glory to God. The government's got enough other things to do. Glory to God. Yeah, he gave the glory to God, letter B. He saw his crucifixion not as a sacrifice, as much as a giving of glory. The cross was his glory. The cross was his glory. Yeah, I, I, I will be lifted up. <laughs> wow, yeah, on a cross. When Jesus had finished saying these things, back to John uh, 17, 1, finished talking to them. When Jesus finished saying these, uh, all these things, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the time has come. Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you. Verse 4, 
I brought glory to you here on earth by doing everything you told me to do. Yeah, and here's our challenge right back at us. Romans 12, 1, therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercies, in view of what he's done for you, I urge you to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Your worship is not Sunday. And can I say, most people in the pulpit disagree with me on this. But I think Sunday is praise time, learn time, fellowship time. Worship is out in the streets, presenting yourself as a living and holy sacrifice. In view of God's mercy, this is your holy act of worship. So, living sacrifice. What have you sacrificed for Jesus lately? What's been your sacrifice? Can you imagine going through your flock looking for the purest, healthiest lamb? No blemish lamb. Your best and taking it to the sacrifice. What am I sacrificing? What am I, I, I just gotta say, when Rick Hornsby walks in, and Art and Inez, his parents are waiting, his brother Steve is waiting, you know, I mean, it's gonna be amazing. He sacrificed for the glory of God. Yeah, Jesus saw his glory as doing the will of God. Let her see. Your glory is to live life, a life that reflects your total love and confidence in God, no matter the cost. No matter the cost. Yeah, the, the Medal of Honor, Congressional Medal of Honor, um, is the highest military decoration awarded by the United States government. Is bestowed on a member of the United States Armed Forces who distinguishes him or herself conspicuously by gallantry, uh, by gallantly and intrepidly at, at the risk of his or her life above and beyond the call of duty while engaged in an action against the enemy of the United States. The battle with the enemy is, you don't need to do that much, Bob. You don't need to say that much, Bob. You don't need to give that much, Bob. The battle of the enemy is, how, how do you know they're going to do, do right by that money? How do you know you can trust them with their money? One of, one of the saddest things on the planet to me is people in, in churches saying, how do I know I can trust the church with my money, what they do with my money? Stop, it's not your business. It's not your business. It happened yesterday. I'm coming by... Um, the, the single moms come two different times in, in groups of a dozen uh, every day, different moms. And I'm coming by, and I, it seems like it was evening, second group, but it was still light outside. And I'm coming by, and I see a brand new Cadillac in the line. And I'm thinking, really? I'm so pathetic sometimes. I, above all people, should know better than this. So get their groceries. Amy comes walking back up to, to get her purse and go home. And I said, so... Tell me about the Cadillac, and I love Amy. She's like a daughter. She says, you know, I saw you go by and stare at it. Did you see the real estate sign? It's her brother's car. Hers is broken down. I, I said, okay, I'm good. I'm going back to my office now. I, 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 I completely get it, yes. Oh, judgmental Bob. I brought glory to you here on earth by doing everything you told me to do, and I give myself entirely to you so they also might be entirely yours. I have given them the glory you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. Yeah, number five on your outline. These are difficult passages to take in. Why? Letter A, we hate to suffer. We hate to suffer. We don't like suffering. 
could I, I and in fact, there's kind of a theology out there that if you're doing all the right things and giving all the right things, you're not going to suffer. It's going to be wonderful. It's health and wealth. Wow, it's going to be absolutely astounding. Health and wealth? You give this, you get this, you get, I don't see that in the Bible. You give this and trust God for the results, and I've ended up getting more than I ever dreamed. It's absolutely astounding. Absolutely astounding. We hate to suffer. We hate to suffer, and it would be morbid to say, I hope I suffer today. No, it's a reality of how can I help, Lord, but let her be. I mean, it's cranking up a little bit. We love glory. Glory to Bob. Glory to Bob. We love glory. Yeah. Father, the time has come. Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you. But here's a big one, letter C. We don't like obeying. Obeying is a tough one. We don't like obeying. I like to be in charge of me. I like to be my own little king. We don't like obeying. I brought glory to you here on earth by doing everything you told me to do. So number six, obedience to God's plan for you sometimes includes risking suffering. Your desire to obey God, even more your willingness, even more your willingness reveals just how much you trust God with your life. Just how much you trust God with your life. But also let her be just how much you love God. Wanting him to be lifted up. Just how much you love God. You want people to know. You want people to know who he is. Yeah, let her see just how much you understand your purpose while here on earth. My purpose is to point to you, Lord. My purpose is to glorify you. My purpose is to make it so people want to know. Can I just can I just ask? Can I just ask? It's so fun. When you walk in our lobby to deliver FedEx, to deliver the mail, to deliver UPS, and uh, we've got a refrigerator for the deliver everyone who delivers, and we have to convince them to take another few steps, and about as far away as that table is is the staff kitchen, and there's a refrigerator, and if you open the refrigerator, it says for all the different people who deliver stuff to us. And uh, it, it, it took our UPS driver a long time to be willing to walk past the desk, to be willing to get, because of the word that's on the stuff that's delivered to us, Sheridan House Family Ministries. I asked the postal worker, what is it? With the he says, well, the ministry word was a little scary to me at first, too. I didn't, are you going to do something to us? Or sprinkle something on us. He didn't say that, but that's what he was alluding to. So watching her, yes, watching her finally go, finally get her water, and me following her in, I was coming through, and I said, the coffee's for you, too. She said, really? And I said, yeah, excuse me, i got to go in and uh, do the staff Bible study, um, which you're welcome. I knew she wasn't coming. All of a sudden, I look up, and she's standing on the back wall and stayed maybe 10 minutes to the staff Bible study. The, the whole thing on her face was, why are you people nice? Didn't you know this is South Florida? Th th this isn't Asheville. This is South Florida. Why are you nice? Yeah, just how much you understand your purpose while here on earth. Letter D, your level of understanding what it cost so you can live your life forever in perfection. What it cost. So I, I, I think the goal is we want that medal of honor when we arrive in heaven. We want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. We, we, we want Jesus to have stories. Yeah, First Timothy, 2 Timothy 4, 8. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness. The crown of righteousness. 
James 1.12, the crown of life. Hebrews 12.1, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. My pride, my desire for glory, my, I don't want to be obedient. I want, in fact, if, if truth be told, can, I, can you be obedient to me? I mean, I don't mean it like that, but I got my prayer list. Can you give me these things? Oh, Bob, I have so much better for you. Exceedingly and abundantly beyond all you would ask or imagine. I know in heaven, Lord. No, no, not just heaven. You got to trust. You got to let it go. You got to stop getting such a tight grip on this. Both of my ones, such a tight grip on this. Let it go. Let it go, son. Let it go. Can I trust you to be a funnel or are you a dead end? Let it go for the glory of God. Let it go. Oh, Father, we are so blessed. Fathers, we go out of here today. Not just to call you, Father. And you told us you want us to do that in the model prayer. When you pray prayer like this, our Father. And the word our is so big. It's just not my Father, our. So we have a responsibility with our family, our brothers. But Lord, that the creator of the universe is our Abba. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Help us go out of here trusting you today. And when the story's told about the great revival that broke loose in South Florida, can I have a part of that story? Can you, can you use each of us, Lord? Can we be in it for your glory? In Jesus' name, amen. For previous messages, as well as other resources, you can visit us at sheridanhouse.org backslash MBS or call us at 954-583-1552. We hope you can join us again next week.